Welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Moms, wherever you are in your parenting journey, or however you became a mom, we want to come alongside, addressing your questions and concerns with helpful insight to lighten your load as we dive into the reality of parenting. We are your co-hosts, Cheryl and Ellen, and we want to share practical answers. But our goal is to have relevant discussions that give you heart and strengthen you both today and for the years ahead. So join us now at the TPP table as we share together, helping you flourish and bringing your heart hope. I'm so glad y'all are in here today. Okay, so listeners, I want us to talk about last week's interview with Dr. Kelly Stevens on birthday boxes. I didn't have time on the interview, but let's look at pros and cons and real life, how we could use this. My goodness. Well, I've loved Dr. Stevens for a long time. My oldest was two when we started seeing him. (laughs) And she's now 23. I've had a couple of kids graduate from his office. And in fact, when we started seeing him, I remember I had been through other doctors, allergists, pediatricians, had my oldest on medications and did allergy testing, all these things. And I got to Dr. Stevens and he said, so let me get this straight. When she drinks milk, she coughs and has a runny nose. And when she doesn't drink milk, she doesn't cough and doesn't have a runny nose. And I said, well, yeah. And he said, then don't give her milk. It was my first introduction to common sense, not fear-based, radical thinking of the simple principle. (laughs) I enjoy him. I had looked forward a long time to interviewing him. And in fact, As I came up with this idea and was waiting for the right timing to begin interviewing, Kelly was top of the list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, I really liked how practical he was, but then just really showed a lot of grace. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I wish I would have uh, had him to go to with all of my kids when they were little, for sure. So I'm looking forward to all that he's going to share with us and, and teach us about parenting. Well, about the birthday boxes when he was talking, I just kept imagining how I would want my birthday boxes or my kids' birthday boxes decorated. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Envisioning these beautiful boxes. I love it. Yeah, he had some really good points that he made and and it's and he he had children, so he was able to yeah. apply yeah. those yeah. principles that he was sharing with us. Kind of real life yes. experiences. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me refresh the definition of what Kelly's talking about. And what he said is, we're defining ages or stages for things that don't have defined ages or stages. And that the idea would be that parents ask each other and discuss it, and then each family develops their own identity and reality. Mm -hmm. And then he gives this picture over the years as a family, as parents. We start in New York, we're going to Los Angeles, and this is the trip between birth and when we release them, Mm -hmm. and that the birthday boxes are a tool Mm -hmm. for us to use linked that in birthday boxes or in this idea that they have responsibilities that also sometimes come with freedoms and privileges. 
to sort of get things on track and keep our direction of where we want to go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, understanding we're going to have flat tires and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we said some of them are age-related and some of them are character-related. Right. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think first of all, I just love that he brought up that picture of the map. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about this, about what is our goal. And our goal is to release them to be healthy, functioning adults as, as much as we're able. Right. And so I like that about, like, let's look at this process that we're starting, you know, we're starting in, in one you know side of the country or the world and, and moving to another and looking at that, that that's, that's going to be happening yeah. No matter what. Right. And right. you have to plan your trip. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody just, well, not nobody, but <laughs> most people just don't open a map and go, let's just go. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you have to plan your trip along the way. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're thinking about as moms, as dads. Mm-hmm. How do we plan our child's trip across mm-hmm. their childhood for the first 18 years? Yeah. And, you know, then without getting them stuck somewhere because right. that can happen. <laughs> but being realistic, I loved what he said about the pitfalls and the yeah. flat tires and the roadblocks yeah. mm-hmm. because that's a realistic yes. reminder that there are going to be kids that stumble yeah. in certain places or mm-hmm. have holdups. Get stuck and in we a do. weird yeah. town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took the wrong way. <laughs> I just followed the semis. And then my husband will wake up and he'll go, where are we? I think we're in... I think we're in, in like North Dakota right now, and I know we were heading to Nevada. <laughs> so I have done that. Yes, she has. <laughs> That's a really good story. <laughs> well, but I like it. This concept of the birthday box, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and that it's creating and using milestones to achieve certain purposes. Mm-hmm. For example, I like the idea. Let's say. Of being able to ride your bike a certain distance in the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead of just letting it happen and you just, oh, are we in Tennessee? Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. That we say, when we get to Tennessee, mm-hmm. this will be the milestone. And and then we link it all, you know, if it's age-related, that concept. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the thinking ahead. Yes. It's yeah. key. Oh, I loved when he said that where there's silence, the kids start to thinking they can interject their own ideas. Of and having yes. four <laughs> master manipulating girls. Oh, I mean, it's just very easy for them to come to the table with their own ideas of, well, mom, I think I'm old enough to. Mm-hmm. But if you've pre decided and thought it out ahead of time. Because you your silence of, means you didn't say no. Right. <laughs> I, I can get my leg in the door. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids can spend a lot of energy wearing us down yes Mm -hmm. it makes me think of the different ways that I reacted when my children started driving you know my firstborn I mean it was text me every stop sign (laughs) (laughs) by the last one I'm like okay see ya (laughs) well one of the benefits I really saw in this was for the older child because mm. even in a family, like Kelly only had two, but as a family grows, the older children get so much responsibility just mm-hmm. by the fact that they can mm-hmm. carry a diaper to you right. when they're two years old right. and you have a newborn. Mm-hmm. So the tendency for me absolutely was more and more and more responsibility on the older ones, mm-hmm. and I would forget. Get to link it to a privilege. Yeah, right. One of the places we sort of did it correctly sometimes was with uh, bedtimes. 
I really like the wisdom of this. Just the protection of the older one taking on more responsibility that I would be intentionally linking privileges and freedoms and then not having the younger ones put the pressure on, oh, can I stay up to 9.32? Right. No, I'm sorry. That's not in your birthday box. That reminds me of the story. My oldest son and my youngest daughter, there's 12 years age difference amongst our five kids. So it's 12 years from him and uh, to the youngest daughter. And one time she was probably nine or 10. She was eating ice cream. And my son came in and said, when I was your age, I would have had to share that ice cream with three other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know what? Another issue that, oh, I don't know. I'm regretting now thinking back. I try not to do that. But, you know, what I also did thinking of the riding the bikes in the neighborhood, uh-huh. yeah. I said, OK, and I'm just going to pick an age. You know, my nine year old is able to to do the cul-de-sac by herself. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as her you know, sibling that was seven could ride yes. their bike. Yeah, yeah. I now gave the nine-year-old the responsibility uh, of watching the yeah. seven-year-old. So it's yeah. kind of a double whammy. It sure what do is. you all think about that? Mm-hmm. You're adding a, a responsibility to that nine-year-old that the seven-year-old wouldn't have. You know, so that younger one would get mm-hmm. the privilege. It's that, tricky, isn't it? Because that's always hard because I know I was a firstborn and there's nothing worse when your little sister got to do oh, what you're doing, always. you know, and I'm like, say, hey, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. I worked really hard to do this and now she just gets to do it because she's a little sister. Right. So I always try with my kids to be very fair about who got what and mm-hmm. when they got it for that reason. Mm-hmm. But I think about birthday boxes having potential privileges and potential responsibilities yeah. that we assess at that time mm-hmm. in the course of, of that course. year. I think that's where each individual child has their own individual story. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. verbalizing that to your kids when that pushback comes. Well, and honestly, we're talking a lot right now about the oldest child. And if I would have had this framework, this way to think about the map, yeah, then it it would have made me think about it and then go to my daughter and say, what do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, because I was heaping on this responsibility. So I had f- five children and she, you know, took care of the little ones, yeah. the two smallers and the, the two in the middle got to play and go to the creek <laughs> where she was. She would even volunteer. But yeah. I look at that now as I think she was getting her identity and being yeah. a helper. Aww. And she there was something in her that was not allowing her. To let herself be a child. Yes. I think that birthday boxes would have made me pause and talk with her about it because that is one thing I would have changed in my parenting with her is, I'm sorry, firstborn. No, I don't want you to take care of the little ones. I'm going to get a babysitter or they're coming with me. And what friend would you like to come over? Because I've seen in her adult life. She tends to not allow herself to have fun and be a young adult. She thinks she has to be so responsible. Mm -hmm. But I love the idea of the conversation because that's what I like about this. It takes the issue off the table and develops a conversation. And we're talking about the older one. Okay. Yeah. I would love to go to them and say, okay, you are being responsible. What are some privileges? Love that. What are some privileges that you could see that you would Mm -hmm. like to have? And so we're having this fabulous conversation 
positive conversation, Mm -hmm. linking forever with them, Mm -hmm. with responsibility comes privileges. Mm -hmm. And so since this one's being responsible or by definition, your older one just has to take responsibility and you're bringing them into the conversation, Mm -hmm. wow, that would reframe the whole culture. Because we all think of privileges differently. Mm-hmm. You know, the extrovert yeah. thinks of a privilege differently than the introvert. Sure does. Yeah. And so you might be giving your extrovert this privilege and they're like, oh, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love that because it, it brings you to a place of equipping your child yes. for adulthood rather than, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not allowed yeah. to. My parents won't let me yet. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, just all of that That's negative good. talk. It's mm-hmm. my parents are are loving me towards adulthood. Mm-hmm. I love that you pointed that out, Ellen, because I said this daughter maybe invite a friend over and <laughs> she may have said, Mom, can I just have like two hours of <laughs> You mentioned that about the youngest. Is there anything else about the youngest? We talked about the oldest. Okay, speaking of the youngest, I've been thinking a lot about the youngest while we've been talking about the oldest because mm-hmm. I've just got one left at home that's 16 and I'm seeing a lot of um, the downfalls of being the last one left yeah. in the nest. And she, you know, gets a lot more privileges. I've been thinking birthday boxes also mm-hmm. safeguards against overindulging the youngest child because my house is emptying right now and my yeah. youngest has her own room and yeah. gets a lot of, you know, eats out more and lots of privileges. So some of those things you can remind yourself to attach that responsibility at certain increments mm-hmm. for your youngest. So I'm, I'm wondering how that conversation would be flipped to ask her what responsibilities might be that she would be contributing to the home or the family now that there's only one left at home because mm-hmm. she just doesn't have to do as much as what my oldest did. And I'm wondering what would be um, ways to implement the same or to, to develop the same things in yeah. her that I saw developed in my older mm-hmm. kids because they were part of a larger family. I also see with the baby Mm-hmm. That it takes a lot of intentionality. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the work of a family being together for older, the responsibility is there. But with the youngers, removing the milestone aspect of it mm-hmm. and the intentionality, I, I think they're I, missing out because we move the intentionality of the milestones, mm-hmm. right? And we still keep with it. We just sort of live life, and it gets mm-hmm. a little well, wishy. Some of our excitement fades. You know, the first yeah. one we're excited yeah. for the yeah. the and, car and, and the job, and then <laughs> maybe more fearful work. too. Yes, <laughs> yes. But you know, all of her siblings drive. All of her siblings have phones. All of her, you know, it's just not a big yeah. deal anymore because mm-hmm. it's become the culture of our home. So. It's like the reverse of that intentionality with the youngest versus the oldest. Yeah. And I think, though, sometimes with the youngest, we always just tend to think of them while they're the baby. But sometimes because they're constantly looking up, they want to rise up and get those responsibilities Mm -hmm. so they can feel more like their older sibling. Mm -hmm. You know, because I can remember my youngest going, oh, I can't do this. I said, yes, that's because you're six and your brother's 12. Of -hmm. course he can draw better than you or write better than you. And, And so now with when the kids are older, then the youngest one can go, oh, I see that they got to drive at this age. I want to work towards driving at this age or getting these privileges at this age. What about the child who says, well, I don't need to learn to drive. They all drive. Or I don't need to do such and such because it can be done for me. 
you know, it, it can be a, a, the opposite yeah. too. Right. Where, and that's yeah. becoming a really big cultural shift mm-hmm. from probably everyone in this room because we all were counting down the days to get driver's license. I know my children were, and yet some of yeah. my yeah. other extended family, grandchildren, whatever, aren't quite as excited about getting a driver's yeah. license. So do you think there's times to just require a child yeah. to step in? Yeah. I, yeah. I was just thinking about yeah. that because we've talked a lot about the privileges is that if you have a child or children that aren't that motivated by those things, we we are still expecting them to step and take responsibilities, right? Sure. If mm-hmm. you don't have to take their privileges, but you are going to have the okay. responsibilities. Right. Yeah. And so you are going to have to clean. You are going to have to okay. do that. The younger ones have responsibilities in the kitchen or in the yard mm-hmm. or to do certain things. Our responsibility as parents is to help our children grow in the ability to take on responsibility. Right. So when we talk about the benefits for olders and youngers, I think there may be a little bit the opposite for one another. So with the older ones, we link the privilege because a lot of them already have all the responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's true. And the youngers, it's really kind of vice versa. Okay, here are your incremental intentional responsibilities mm-hmm. because you've been kind of getting the privileges all along. Yeah. And oh, by the way, you're going to have to wait for that privilege. Right. Yes. And to stay intentional with that, even though it looks different than what it did two or three siblings ago. Or like Ellen was saying, by personality, Mm -hmm. extroverts might see something as a responsibility where an introvert might see it as a privilege. Yes. Well, this is why I think the birthday box is a gift to us as moms, how I would have used it. Because when they approach it, mom, I want to ride my bike. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Okay, let us think about this and and think it through and put a pause mm-hmm. instead of the pressure of the moment always making a decision mm-hmm. because then you've set a precedent. Right. Well, you let me do it before. Yeah. I like the idea of saying, wow, I will consider that. And if we had it culturally in our family, that reality for our family is, I've heard you. Let me go and think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think another good thing that that does is that you're never having to say no with birthday box you're just saying not yet right and that works even in adulthood you know delayed gratification you're you're training that into them really young and oh i was just thinking about how we've talked about this but this is where you really could use a child development child development book (laughs) yeah because you're able to look at it eight versus 10 versus 15 with babysitting you know because that's always a big issue is if you, especially if you have a couple of children that are just maybe a year or two apart, because the maturity difference. Right. Mm-hmm. What are some other ideas of age-related birthday box? Okay. Well, I know um, when my kids reached around, especially we moved so much, but depending on the neighborhood we lived in, when they were around 11, we would let them, especially here in Oklahoma, we would let them walk to the park. It's not really a park. It's a little playground that belongs to our addition by themselves or with us another sibling go together that that was that was the privilege and the responsibility uh-huh good they're linked oh let's say like for my girls wearing lip gloss that was a huge deal mm-hmm. and so we linked that to an age okay at this age you can wear lip gloss at this age you can start wearing mascara i think being able to stay up later mm-hmm. okay that was a huge one yeah and then But I would now present it saying, because you're taking on so much more responsibility, 
we want to leak this privilege because you are getting older to build them up with that. Yeah. I just realized I did have one birthday box, but it wasn't well done. Okay. Because my older brother was given a really big bike. He couldn't ride it. And I think he got it like at six or something like that. It was too big for him. And then he wasn't responsible when he could ride it. So my dad made a birthday box for me, and I couldn't get a bike of my own until I was 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I tried to explain to him from a child's viewpoint. I'm not my brother. (laughs) I'm not my brother. And don't buy me a bike too big. Buy me a bike that's the right size for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know how to have that conversation. So actually, that was a birthday box. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not used the right way. I think and, we can learn from that, though, like to give ourselves freedom. If you've given your, your child a box that maybe you see later was inappropriate or not filled, you know, appropriately, that it's okay to reassess and reevaluate and change mm-hmm. for another child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because where each individual child has their own individual story. Or let them have that birthday box, even if you had to take it away from mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Also, sometimes the responsibility comes first and then you reward them with the privilege. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if the easier place to start as, you know, you're sitting and, and thinking about this and planning this for your family is to start out with responsibilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then match the privileges to those. Yeah. 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 Because one child may be more motivated by a different privilege, like you're saying. One is have friends over. The other one is could I just have three hours by myself yeah, in my right. room, you know, so <laughs> the responsibility could be the more constant I think that's was Kelly's intention. Okay, right. Is that the birthday boxes are intentionally increased responsibility throughout their life mm-hmm. and then sometimes linked with a privilege. Okay. Because we're working towards one hundred percent release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. in life there's more responsibility than there yeah. is privilege. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, understanding we're going to have flat tires and things like that. Because you're seeing they grow right. their character. Yes. You know, you the maturity. Need, you know, in my family, by 11, if you want to play with friends, your room has to be clean. Okay. The intentionality of giving them that and seeing what they're Here's doing. Here's your responsibility to clean okay. your room okay. before you play with friends. So there's, you're linking it perfectly. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. And, you know, we always say, oh, TBP is for all ages and all stages. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I learned from Kelly about the birthday boxes. Mm -hmm. So this week when my grands are at my house, and one is five getting ready to turn six, and the other's just three. Okay. And so wanting to spend the night because we do that. And I thought, hmm, the three-year-old's not potty trained. She's just not ready. But when they're that close together, little one thinks they get to do right. the mm-hmm. things that the big one. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about spend the night, and I said, wow, that's in the four-year-old birthday box. Oh, good. <laughs> so yeah. we started using that, and then the older one went, oh, I'm already past that. Go, oh, yeah. <laughs> You've already opened that. That's yours. So, so we'll... Grandparents can have their special birthday boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. But we're running out of time. Thank you all. And Listeners, if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to Dr. Stevens' episode. And as we look forward to having him come back, we'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. So contact us. We would like to know what you would like us 
not just this quartet, but what would you like Dr. Stevens to talk about? Yeah, and I loved those rapid fire questions of even if you have just a real specific. Yeah, 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 we'll see if he'll answer it for us. (laughs) And then one of these days, I'd like us to have a rapid fire just with us. Oh, that'd be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let us hear from you. And moms, remember, hang in there. Keep loving. Keep persevering. Because like Dr. Stevens said, it's worth it. Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Podcast. We hope it was encouraging to you and maybe gave you some new ideas to help or just a little lift in your parenting day. Remember, we drop our episodes every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Like or share or leave your comments. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to go to our website, theparentingpodcast.com, where you can find talk notes and other resources. And of course, follow us on social media. We're glad you were here today and look forward to next time.